0: Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast.
1: Hey, everybody, it's Joe Trippy, and welcome back to That Trippy Show. This week, the political landscape continues to shift after the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. Also, it seems like we're playing whack-a-mole with some of these lawsuits that are coming out of the red states. But there's one we really should talk about, and we even get to a few reader questions that came in this week. Alex, where do you want to start?
0: Well, you mentioned it, so we have to get to the reader questions. We are not hanging up this recording without getting some. We promise. But okay, well, uh, from
1: from your lips to actually happening.
0: If I had a nickel, right? So uh, this week, continuing this theme that we've been on for I don't know two weeks now that. There's a lot of reasons for optimism right now and some of the kind of conventional wisdom that we're screwed, your Democrats are screwed going into the fall I think might be a little off base. Uh it, we had a bunch of great reactions to having Paul Mansell on last week. If you haven't heard it, you should check that one out.
1: Wait, wait, wait. What was off base? What are you talking about? What was off base?
0: Everyone thinking that the Democrats are totally screwed. Okay, yeah. I thought you said I was off base. I was getting a little upset. Yeah, no, we we'd save that. We would save that for the pre-show. Yeah, the doom and gloom was way off base. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, it, it, Paul came on. Um, everyone should listen to that episode if you haven't. Um, it's yeah, it's a great one, one of our best. And we'll ha- have him back on. I think a couple times as we get closer to the election, maybe make that a regular feature if he's willing to do it, just to kind of give. His sense of what he's seeing nationally. He has his finger on the pulse. So, and I, I promise this wasn't me just making up a reader question. So, Joe, the new poll that really want to get into, and our friend Simon Rosenberg mentioned it too, but uh, it's a series of polls by Future Majority and some really interesting numbers in it that, again, kind of continue this idea that maybe not quite doom and gloom. Let's start there.
1: Yeah, no, no, no. Like I tweeted when I saw it, uh, the red wave will be a, I said, yeah, I tweeted when I saw that that quote: "The red wave will be as real as the red mirage if we do the work and they continue the crazy." I mean, you know, Simon, I think, and I've been saying this, but but this sort of bears out that I don't think this is going to be a referendum, uh, the normal referendum on the president midterm. It's going to be a choice election, or as Simon would put it, uh, a competitive, not a wave election, and that I, I think the competition. That Simon's talking about is is uh, a choice election between MAGA crazy and mm-hmm. and, and uh, people who are trying to govern and get things done for the American people. Uh, which there's only one party that's trying to do that right now, and that's the Democratic Party. But anyway, you know it, the the points that Simon made, and he's he's right about this, is that Democrats are now favored to keep the Senate, and we'll get into some of that, and that the national adscape, is likely to get worse for for the you know the maga owned gop and that uh you know if dems uh and you know he always says this and he's right the dems need to go on the offense and so i think all those things are starting to happen uh, i mean they've been happening but the 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 one that i think is, he's definitely right about is that the landscape's going to get worse for for the maga extremists because they they can't stop themselves and they get more extreme and more, more radical every day. And I think there's a lot of things for, dem- for Democrats to go on offense against that, uh, whether it's the Roe v. Wade decision, where, whether it's guns. And, and these are not, I don't mean in the cultural sense. I just think in the end, uh, in a choice election, people reject the most extreme party. And I don't think there's any question which party that is right now. Uh, and so I think things are going to get worse, the environment's going to get worse for Republicans on the ballot. That's already, just with the Roe v. Wade decision and recent uh, events of the last few weeks within the court and on Capitol Hill, including the hearings,
0: uh, you've seen a big, uh, I think, a pretty big shift towards Democrats. Well, and and some of the numbers bear this out. We'll, we'll get into that in a minute. But I mean, that would really be a huge historical anomaly if if these numbers end up kind of bearing out. But with a a president whose approval rating is terrible and inflation the way it is you know we could actually see some gains in the midterms which well, we'll get into in a little bit but
1: no but i mean that's the 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 point right the president's approval ratings are you know as low as you can get and yet if you look at the the you know the senate kelly leads masters 48-39 it you know uh, he he's beating both the potential republican candidates uh by you know what, Lamont forty-seven forty-one. Is it Lamont? Lamon? Yeah, what is
0: it? I think it's Lamont.
1: Lamont forty-one forty-seven. He trailed a uh, you know he's trailing a generic Republican in March, forty-three to forty-five. And I've been saying this from the get-go that this is what's also going to happen in the House races. You ask people generic Republican versus generic Democrat, and you tend to th- people do not put a personality or an extreme agenda in those generic numbers. Then you get to Warnock versus Herschel Walker. He trailed 48 to 49. Walker had a one-point lead on him. He's now ahead of Walker 48-44. Hassan leads uh in uh New Hampshire 49 to 40. Uh, and they didn't they didn't pull at March. Cortez Masto leads Laxalt 46 to 43, and she trailed. By two points, 43 45, in March. So that's flipped and grown a little. And then you look at like Pennsylvania, uh, Fetterman is as well, is moving strong there. Johnson is struggling in Wisconsin. You know, yeah, we've got some tough races in both Ohio and North Carolina, but Democrats are, you know, are, are competitive. Ryan is competitive. And uh, Beasley's gosh, running but, a
0: good race too, yeah,
1: yeah. So you got Beasley uh doing that uh in North Carolina. So, so Fetterman is doing well in Pennsylvania. I mean, he's he's moved to a strong lead there seven eight points, yeah,
0: it's like seven to ten points. Yeah. yeah,
1: Johnson is struggling in in uh Wisconsin, uh, Ron Johnson. But we do have tough races in Ohio and North Carolina, but even there, both Tim Ryan and Beasley. Uh, in North Carolina, uh, Ryan, uh, the candidate in Ohio, uh, they're they're pushing forward and are I think surprising strength that makes them makes those two races more competitive than the than the the GOP or or a lot of people in Washington think. But but they're my uh, I I think both of them could pull it out. So we're definitely looking like we're gaining seats at this point. My point would be two things. You've got if this was a referendum election on Joe Biden, uh, and the party writ large, because of the referendum on the administration and whether you uh, you know inflation and all the things that the, that the talking heads talk about, they're, they're important issues. Don't get me wrong. But if that's what it was about, there's no way these numbers would be happening. Uh, they're happening because it's a it is a choice election. People are looking at the individual race and rejecting the extreme and the crazy, and where Democrats have nominated strong candidates, we're competitive or pulling in the lead, uh, despite what everybody says will be a referendum election. No, it's turning into a choice election. And the Republicans are being really helpful uh, yeah, uh, in that regard, you know, so...
0: Well, so, okay. So if we've got, we're talking about six races right now, we got Arizona, Georgia, New Hampshire, Nevada, Ohio, North Carolina. I guess I'd add a seventh, talk about Pennsylvania. Hell, eight, that's Wisconsin, Or Democrats have really good shots. Right now, it's, we're recording this on July 7th. How many do you think we win out of those?
1: I think four or five of them. Uh, and it, it matters which ones, right?
0: I mean, because you can't
1: lose Hassan. But you know, but Warnock's won, right? You know, you know, I mean, it doesn't work. Uh, we've got to win. You know, all, hold our incumbents, people like Kelly and and Warnock and Hassan uh, and, and Cortez Masso. So it, you know, what's what's key is Pennsylvania. I think Wisconsin. I think Ron Johnson. We could beat him. It's a tough race there, but it's it's possible. I also think that we can. Um, I mean, one. So if we held all our our uh, incumbents, that that would be pretty damn good. But I think we've got uh, in these other seats like Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, North Carolina, and Ohio. Uh, of those four, I think we'll win two or three of them. I really do. I think this is this could be the opposite of a wave election. It could be that the MAGA extreme is and the extreme rulings in the court. Thomas, Judge Justice Thomas, with his, uh, you know, basic attack on all privacy rights, in, in his opinion. I think those those kinds of extremes that are really pronounced right now and are being made very clear are going to be rejected and that that will be the the, the deciding point. It's not it, people don't dislike Joe Biden. They they may not like his policies or they may, you know, uh, have uh, uh, you know, not think he's done enough. But in the end, I don't think uh, that that's going to be the driving uh, force uh, in the election. It's clear to me from these numbers. That's what I'm saying. There's real evidence of it. I've right. been saying this for quite a while, but um, when you look at the numbers, it can't be true. C- both things cannot be true. <laughs> can't, I mean, well, well I, I have pointed out before that 2010 sort of gives you. A look at how both things happened at once. It was both a wave election, uh, a referendum on Obama, uh, in which a lot of Democrats paid a price for it. But it was also where the Republicans nominated extremists uh, in Delaware and Missouri and in uh, uh, Nevada. Nevada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they lost. They lost everywhere they did that. Uh, the difference is, so yes, could this be? A a referendum election about uh, Biden. I suspect there will be places that's true, but they are nominating more extreme, out of the mainstream crazies than they ever have in in any year. Certainly, more than in 2010, and we're seeing it reflected in the polling that we're we're seeing. We're starting, and I think that'll only get clearer as more QAnon. Cult uh, nominees in the House and other, uh, you know, like I said, I've been saying this for weeks that 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 uh, there are some people that they're nominating for the House that make Marjorie Taylor Greene look sane, which is pretty amazing.
0: Well, and the interesting part is if you look at the Senate races, it, it and I, I can't believe I'm saying that JD Vance or Blake Masters or some of these people are are less crazy, but they're. To get to to become a statewide nominee, generally speaking, you have to have a little more going for you, either in terms of resume or appeal or something than if you're winning in one district or even a a smaller district. But we hear all the time about Herschel Walker. We hear Blake Masters shooting something on the screen, whatever. These house races that we haven't even seen the nominees for yet are just degrees of magnitude Crazier and and that's important because that means more out of touch with with voters.
1: Well, they had to be extreme to get their nomination, uh, even if they had to fake it. And so I think you know that's part of what uh, going on here. That you know the Republicans have a problem of you're not crazy enough, you're a rhino, uh, right. so I'm not voting. Or people say you're so crazy and you think I'm a rhino, I'm not voting for you. So I mean, they've got like this split within the party that I think also is going to have some impact on on uh, a lot of these candidates. I mean, I don't know, you know, what moderate suburban woman in the Atlanta suburbs is going to vote for Herschel Walker. Tough, tough one to figure out. How many MAGA voters decide they're not turning out for somebody who suddenly gets religion and starts talking bad on Trump just so they can like moderate, move to the center. It's going to be, a. I I just think in the end, uh, there, you know, I, I said this, I tweeted this in response to, you know, somebody saying, hey, don't get overconfident. When I'm not overconfident, I made clear the two things need to happen. We have to do the work of getting people registered and out to vote. They have to continue the crazy. The thing I'm most confident about is that they will continue the crazy. So we have to double down on doing the work. And I think that's, you know, the message I have. It's not about overconfidence. It's about, look, people, we can kick their ass. They're gonna continue to do the crazy. We all know that. You can't, by the way, I mean, one of the things that's driving, you know, is that you can't, this is the most important time for the party to be unified. To not bicker about you know not doing enough or we should do more. I mean, it's all of this is because there are no Republicans sane enough, or not very many of them sane enough to help govern, right? And we need to make that clear on a whole bunch of issues that, that we can make clear. You know, the one of the things that from the New Morning Consult, Paul, that 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 shows uh that this crazy thing is hurting uh Republicans with independence. And I'm quoting from their report. Voters who associate with neither party generally view Republicans as worse actors in the country's political system. For example, independent voters were more likely to say the Republican Party than the Democratic Party is putting party over country, lying to voters, acting immorally, or doing whatever it takes to get reelected. And that's the case we have to, to, to make to folks. But when independent voters are already coming to that conclusion, on their own. That's that's what tells you this is not a referendum on Joe Biden and his first 18 months right now, 18 months in office. That even no matter what, you know, whether they blame COVID, blame him, blame Ukraine war, blame him for, for gas prices. I think people have common sense, the American people are pretty smart. And they know he's trying, and you, and yeah, I'm mad at him, but I'm not, you know, I, whether they're they really going to vote based on that when they see a party that they are saying, and let me read that to you again putting party over country, lying to voters, acting immorally, or doing whatever it takes to get reelected. That's what a majority of independent voters say about the Republican party vis-a-vis the Democratic party so you you know you've got that i still think that uh you know the growing number of economists uh, and we hear this every month after different jobs reports and other cpi and other things come out you know saying hey it's starting to look like uh inflation's peaked but it really is starting to look like inflation may have peaked you know so
0: it you know, at least in terms of uh, one thing historically, obviously, I I can't ever remember Congress having even close to a positive approval rating. Like, I don't think it's ever happened, even when big things are passed. People tend to blame Congress even more than the president. But if you look at, I think it's the latest Economist UGov poll. Congressional Democrats have a 12 point unfavorable rating. You want to guess what the Republican unfavorable is? Uh, it's pretty high. It's twenty-seven. Yeah, it's twenty-seven. I mean, that is a huge hill to climb. And again, it gets to your point with independence. But that kind of feels like it's putting a well, a ceiling on how high. I mean, what the total appeal of this kind of MAGA movement is at like forty-seven is what the polls are showing.
1: I just want to say one thing. So, um, you know, Simon Rosenberg. Uh, And I think people should follow him. We'll put uh, his uh, Twitter uh, handle in the show notes because he really makes some key points. He said that remember that since Trump won the nomination in 2016, the average Democratic margin in those three elections, last three elections, was plus five. Democrats winning by five points. And then the last two, it was Democrats getting 6.5 percent in very high turnout elections in those three elections republicans never got over 46.9 they got 46.1 44.8 and 46.9% of the vote and democrats never got below forty eight point two, forty eight point two, fifty three point six, 48.2 53.6 and 51.4 so when you see that i mean that that's not but see this is the mistake and uh, it, it, it's it's the maga thing is probably keeping it capped at 46. 6.947, but it's not all MAGA. In other words, I think that is going to go, could go lower because there it, 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 there are a lot of people still thinking generically in this election, right? And so then I'd ask you, but then I'd go back and point to the, what independents think of the Republican Party right now as the party that's putting More likely to be the party that's putting party over country, lying to voters, acting immorally, or doing whatever it takes to get reelected. And if I don't believe forty-seven percent of the American people are going to vote for that party, and if independents already are feeling that and and inciting that way, yeah, we know we know where Democrats are on that question, but I suspect that there's a pretty good group. We might get some look at this in Wyoming with uh Liz Cheney the primary out there because you know, uh, whoever votes for her I think is someone who who may believe this about the Republican Party. I mean, I'm talking about Republicans who may be so you know, believe uh with where their part where they think their party's going and and that she's One person in the party that's not doing that. So, is it, does she get 28%? Does she get 34%? But I think we're, does she win? Uh, Which I, by the way, hope, hope she does, but because I think that'll be a a, a big uh, statement against MAGA and Trump. But, uh, but that's a different
0: story. That's a different podcast. We'll do that in uh, the coming weeks. Joe, we got to get to some reader questions, but want to get to one last nugget from this future majority poll. And I think this is a first for the cycle. More Democrats, 92%, said they were extremely motivated to vote than Republicans at 89%. And if you see, if you go look back, all the Republicans have always been high 80s, low 90s even. And Dems were like 40, 45, 50, 55 even. It's like shot up for the first time, essentially all cycle. And that enthusiasm gap is something that had to close for us to have any shot, even in some of these winnable races.
1: Yeah, that's because it's not a referendum on, that's what I'm saying. This is because it's now a competitive choice election is, as Simon Rosenberg points out, he's right. Uh, and you're seeing it uh, in the energy, you're seeing it in the, in the polling numbers now, uh, in the generic numbers. Uh, you're definitely seeing it in races where they're identified candidate, you right. know, head-to-head, uh, big shifts. And I think uh, that gets back to my, we have all this uh, energy in the party, and it's uh, pretty important that we use that energy to take action, to do the work, to register the voters, to get them out, to to reach out and try to persuade people. And let them keep doing what they're doing, because they they are not going to be able to stop themselves from being crazy. They've take, The crazies have taken over the
0: party and now own it, thanks to Donald Trump. All right. Reader questions, as promised. We said it twice on the show. We are not leaving without answering some of these, because they're pretty good this week. Joe, I want to get you this question from Missouri. Mike P. asks, What are some races that aren't getting media attention right now that you think matter?
1: Well, look, you know, there was a special election in Nebraska last week, of all places, that it might give us some indication Democrats lost. But your Republican Mike Flood won by six points over Democrat Patty Brooks. But before you, like, you know, groan, uh, Trump had won that district by 11 points in 2020. So, you know, Brooks outperformed Biden by five points in a fairly rural district. And, you know, that that could be signs that all the, again, that all this, as we've talked about for most of this podcast today, uh, most of this episode, all this freaking out about Biden's approval rating is skewing perceptions because again, all the pundits are trained to think of God, a midterm's always a referendum on the president's first few years in office. Uh, And yes, it often is. But as I've pointed out about 2010 and other times, uh, a party that's going to extremes can undo that. I mean, they, they, they find a way to lose the battleground of making it a referendum versus a, a choice. That's what every party going into a midterm that's not in power wants to make it a referendum on the party in power. Uh, that's, that's the go-to way. And instead, what the Republicans have done is made it a choice between what those independents think about it, you know, um, um, basically a morally bankrupt uh, extremist party. uh, And I think the court help is helping to do that. A lot of the things um, that have happened in the last month or so have done that, and it's going to get worse for MAGA and the Republicans, in terms of undoing that definition of the race of what this campaign, what the election's about this year. And, it, and at the same time, I think Democrats are getting better ground to fight on. And when you look at that race that I just talked about, the Mike Flood versus Patty Brooks, that's a, you know, I'm telling you right now, Biden's favorables are a hell of a lot lower today than when he lost to Trump in that district by 11. So he's got, Massively lower numbers, and a Democrat outperformed Biden at his high point or one of his highest points just going into that election by five. So I don't think again more evidence this is not going to be a referendum election. It's going to be a choice. By the way, they're going to have a rematch we'll this November. No yeah. So we'll you know we'll get to see yeah what, yeah whether the post uh, row momentum uh, for Democrats whether whether uh, Patty Brooks can can grow that that
0: that that uh, the six points that she needs. Uh, to pull that one out that'd be great if she did so joe we have an international question this week and a good one to end on this is james from london i can't imagine what he's about to ask about uh, boris johnson is likely to resign and uh, at this point we should note he has resigned about two hours before we recorded this
1: um he he's says, going to try to hang on he's going to try to
0: hang on for yeah
1: through the fall i bet but we'll see if he could pull that off Go ahead. I'm sorry. I want to hear
0: the question. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Dozens of ministers finally revolted, resigned and seemed like they kind of forced his hand. But Trump seems to have such a hold on the party that no one broke ranks with him until after he finally lost. Do you ever see a situation like ours in the UK happening in the US?
1: Uh, no. And let me, the, the difference is is seven um, in Seven in ten. Seven in 10 British adults not just voters I think it was a poll of British adults uh, up by the way it was 6 in 10 last week 7 in 10 uh, adults in Britain want Boris Johnson to resign so that's what made the party break with Boris Johnson because their base went the problem and the reason you don't see is is because it would actually take courage So I'm not, by the way, I'm not begrudging the courage of his party to do what they did, you know, and and the people who resigned. I'm saying it's a hell of a lot easier to do when you know that seven out of 10 people in the country are, and, and including a ton in your own party, in your own constituency, in your own district, are banging on your door saying, when are you going to call for his resignation? That's the exact opposite of what's happening here with Trump, right? These people... Have people calling him saying, "If you do anything to him, you know, you better protect your dog and your family." You know, they've got people. By the way, we'll purge you from the party. You see that happening everywhere. Why don't you leave on your own, you rhino? Because otherwise, we'll get rid of you at the ballot box or worse. Um, And so, you've got a bunch of basically, it's you know, I, I would put it another way, yeah. The day Trump and MAGA are, it, you know, it it like 70 percent of the American people say enough. I've heard enough. He did it. He's guilty. I want him indicted. And by the way, anybody who who's still defending him, you, you know, should never run for office again. And I will vote against them. When you see that day come, then you'll start to see people start running away as fast as they can now I do think there are people starting to with that that could be happening so you're starting to see I I'm sure more witnesses come you know calling up the January 6th committee here uh, you're starting to see candidates who talk about things and don't don't bring up uh, Trump that much but right now we're still probably in a place where uh, and by the way that's also why I said to keep an eye on that Primary in Wyoming, because that'll be an indicator of of the base's hold on its office holders. And, and what happened in in the UK in Britain, and was the base of the Conservative Party said no mas. Sorry, I'm sort of crossing language barriers there, but said no more, and let their their office holders became more afraid. Of of staying with Boris Johnson in defiance of their base and the anger of the British people, than other you know than they were, so that they let him go. Uh, They they were able to. It wasn't a muster of courage. It was political force, and that is just not happened here because of. I mean, you know, whether it's Fox News, the right wing uh, messaging. Propaganda wage, uh, you know, outrage machine of Breitbart, you know, Fox, OAN. I mean, just and a that, that literally keeps the base revved, and there's no one um, very we've seen very few people uh, in the Republican Party that are willing to uh, end their careers by taking on Trump and, and worse and more likely to end your careers taking on the MAGA base. And so that's the difference. It's the 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 the, Boris Johnson lost the base and the party. That was enough that they they wanted to run away from that. They wanted to stay with their base and move away from him. And that has never happened with Trump. And thankfully, I think potentially could have happened very early on or could have happened right after January 6th if they just stood up and and had some courage. But they didn't. And now they let it go too long. And now they can't. They're hostages to the base and to Trump. Uh, And even if Trump runs and loses, a lot of them will go down with him.
0: Joe, I think that's a great place to end this week. We're just about out of time.
1: Great. Hey, thanks, Alex. Uh, Thanks, everyone, for listening to That Trippy Show. We'll be back next week. You can find me on Twitter, at Joe Trippy. Where can they find you, Alex?
0: At Shash Browns, actually. S-H-A-S-H Browns
1: and of course please subscribe to that trippy show tell your friends leave a review on apple or wherever you listen what we're going to start to do i think is uh as alex said get people like paul maslin others on and start really looking into these races and what's happening uh tying the the uh current you know what's happening currently with its impact on each on individual races and start to really focus now that we're getting close closer and closer to the November elections and all the primaries are nearing, primary series, uh, or primary season is ending or nearing an end, uh, we're gonna be focusing much more on the races that we need to look at, the races we need to win and, uh, and, and start projecting what, what I think uh, it all means uh, so that so you know where you can be the, the, the most help. You can always send us a question and we actually got to a few of them today to that show at gmail.com or leave us a question in a review on iTunes. Thanks again for listening. Spread the word. Get others to listen to. Alex and I really appreciate it. Thanks. Take care. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger